the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm confused. Uh, Should I be offended? Uh, Today's uh, Valentine's Day. It's not a holiday, but it is celebrated or at least observed all over the country. And I don't know if the kitties are still giving each other Valentine cards the way they used to. I doubt very much if they're allowed to give anybody candy. That's, that can't be happening. Somebody's parents might get upset by the sugar, but I don't know. Maybe they exchange fruit cups. But I think I'm supposed to be offended if I do find out that they're still observing Valentine's Day in the public schools. I mean, we're talking about a Catholic saint here. He was a priest, St. Valentine was, and he made a name for himself back in the third century by performing Christian marriages. And I'm guessing that most of them were between a man and a woman, which is offensive enough, but they were Christian marriages. The Romans didn't want young guys to get married because they thought that these guys might be needed for military service. So St. Valentine had to do it in secret, and he was beheaded for it. Not sure how that story led to the tradition of, you know, uh, giving boxes of chocolate, but it can't be okay to decorate public classrooms with hearts that were inspired by a Catholic priest, can it? Maybe I'll give the ACLU a call, make sure that they see to it that church and state stay separated on this uh, issue on Valentine's Day. I mean, we have to think of the children. And by the way, we have a Valentine's Day theme today. Denise McAllister has written a really good book. And she's written some things that it uh, took a lot of guts to write, speaking of being offended. It's called What Men Want to Say to Women, parentheses, but can't. And she has a lot of interesting things to say about feminists. And she'll be here for the whole show when we come back. But first, it is Friday, and you know what that means. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Oh, you know, with all the stupidity coming from the Democrats and their friends in the media this week, we had a lot of jerks to choose from, but we have a late entry, and it comes from sports. Do you remember Miles Garrett? He's the guy who plays for the Cleveland Browns. He was suspended for the last six games of the season last year for hitting the Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with his helmet. That happened after the last play of the game. At the time, the suspension was indefinite, but Garrett was reinstated yesterday by the league, so he'll be able to play in the Browns' first game next season. So it ends up being a six-game suspension. At the time, I thought the six games was too strong and wrote about it in a column. But then it came out that Garrett tried to play the race card in his hearing with the league before the suspension. He was trying to reduce the suspension, and he said that Rudolph called him the N-word. Well, Rudolph denied it. Nobody else heard it, and anybody with a brain knows that a quarterback on an NFL team with mostly black teammates, even if he made a habit of using that word, would never do it on the field where his black teammates could hear it. So how did uh, Garrett qualify for Jerk of the Week this week? Well, in an interview on ESPN, he doubled down on his story. I didn't want to be on the field, but since I was already out there, and uh, they were still throwing the ball, decided I was going to go make a play. So he still had the ball. He's... He's winding back to throw. I'm going you know, to hit him in the strike zone. I'm not trying to do anything illegal. I should go to take him down. He says some words as we're going down. What did he say to you? <sighs> I mean, he called me the N-word. He called me a stupid N-word. Uh, I don't like, man, I don't say the N-word, whether it's you know, with A, E-R. To me, personally, it just shouldn't be said. And whether it's you known by family, friends, anyone. And I don't want to use it because I don't want to, you know, find that appropriate around me for anyone to use. So when he said it, you know, it kind of sparked something, but I still tried to let it go and still walk away. And once he came back, it kind of, you know, kind of reignited the situation. Well, this goes beyond sports because it's a mini version of the Jussie Smollett story. Instead of making up racists who beat him up, Garrett made a racist out of a guy who 
has no way of defending himself after being called one. If the league knew that he was uh, trying at the hearing and he was lying and he was trying to reduce his suspension at that hearing, the suspension should have been tripled. But as of right now, Miles is going to have to just settle for being the Windows or Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of besthotgrill.com. Just because it's cold outside, it doesn't mean you need to stop grilling. Not if you've got the right grill, and that would be a Solaire infrared grill. Solaire infrared grills perform equally well in the cold of winter as in the heat of summer. Just like you feel warm from the sun when you step out of the shadows, the Solaire infrared burners heat your food directly, not the air around the food like conventional grills do. The intense heat also results in the juiciest food you will ever taste from a grill, gas, charcoal, or otherwise. To get the great taste, it's all about the heat. And Solaire Infrared from BestHotGrill.com gets hotter than anything you've ever experienced. Try it yourself with the Solaire Demo Program. Solaire is truly the last grill you'll ever buy. Learn more about these amazing USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Today is Valentine's Day, in case you've forgotten, and I think we have the perfect guest. Uh, She'll be here for the rest of the show, by the way, which is uh, not what we usually do. It's Denise McAllister, who's been on the show a few times, not for a while, though. 
And Denise has written a book called What Men Want to Say to Women, parentheses, but can't, close parentheses. Uh, and, and but can't, and but can't is in parentheses there. So, Denise, uh, thanks for being here. Great job on the book. Thank you so much. It's great being here, always. Now, um, uh, this is funny because I wasn't going to bring this up, but I just want to throw this out to you because I think you might get a kick. This has nothing to do with your book, but I uh, somebody just sent me a t- <laughs> sent me a text, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's um, it was sent by a man, by the way, um, but it's uh, it's from Vox. And the, the story is life in between non-binary adults in portrait, and the cover is a a human with a low-cut uh, dress with breasts, a beard, and really nice long hair. I just thought I'd start off with that, and that's where we that's that's the kind of stuff I get texted these days. It's out there, oh boy. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a feeling that um, that most men are going to agree with you on what you think. They wish they could say, uh, I think you set the tone with this first sentence in the introduction, uh, quote, if you're going to compete with men in the workplace, don't ask for special favors or entitlements when you fail. And for God's sake, stop being so bitchy. Uh, how many men, <laughs> how many men are going to get away with saying that in the workplace on Monday? Uh, none. Yeah. <laughs> Why I'm going to say it for them, and I really go into a lot of detail and in one of the chapters about women in the workplace. This this book is not just about um, uh, romantic relationships by any means. I have one chapter on that, but it's about men and women and their relationships in all spheres and in different um, contexts. And the workplace is one of them, and that's a big one. And there's a lot of issues between men and women in the workplace, and also um, between women and women. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I address all those issues. Now, um, how often do you think it, what I just read there, that line from your book, how often do you think that needs to be said? Well, of course, not in that way. But I think addressing um, being men being able to free, be free to address the whole issue of equality in the workplace needs to be said. Even just on um, the Equal Rights Amendment alone. How many men are feel free to actually speak out against that amendment um, and and talk about how unfair it is and that it's actually about equal outcomes and that it's not really about equality? You know, how many men are able to say, you know, I, I, I don't want to hire someone just because of their sex, you know, to meet some kind of quota and, you know, that people need to earn their positions and not expect them. And the equal work that these women are demanding is not really about equal work. And we have actually discrimination laws in our country that if you are doing the exact same job, exact same qualifications and all of that, and you're not getting the same pay, then you have a case to make But um, because you're protected by law. But that's not what women are talking about. And they really want equal representation in all of these positions, whether they deserve it or not, because they just think men have had their place in the sun for too long. Men get too much. Men have been in the privileged class, you know, in the old dreaded patriarchy, and that, that needs to be brought down, and women need to take their place. And that's simply un-American, it's unfair, it's unjust, and it's Marxist at the core. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do, do feminists understand the difference between uh, equal opportunity and equal outcomes? Um, I, one of the things that I, I've, I've written about this and talked about it a lot in covering sports in the Title IX, uh, Title IX was supposed to be... Um, about equal opportunity, and it has now become about equal outcomes where men's sports are eliminated so that the um, the number of athletes, female athletes, will match the percentage of females in the in, enrolled in the school. And that was never meant to be that way. Has that happened across the spectrum with feminists? Would they expect that? Well, of course it has. And an interesting note is that I actually don't even like to use the term equal opportunity because it is misused. And it's actually the concept of equal opportunity that got us to equal outcomes. The only kind of equality that we should have in America is equality before the law. That's the only kind of freedom equality. And the kind of equal opportunity we should have is in the context of being able to have opportunities without being discriminated against. So it's a, um, I, I should have the opportunity to do, do everything, not because you've made my opportunities for me, but because you haven't stood in the way of me having those opportunities by 
discriminating against me. That was changed. Um, the whole idea of non-discrimination and equality for the, before the law became equal opportunity as in the government and other people are required to create opportunities for women. And that that's wrong. That's, that's a step toward equal outcomes. And then now what we have is not only do I have to have people making opportunities for me, leveling the playing field, but the outcomes of things have to be the same. Same number of CEOs. You hear that a lot, right? right. Same number of CEOs. We're all the women CEOs. Same number of uh, women as men in STEM, if not more so. Mm-hmm. Same number of women in, in politics. A woman must be president. Right. Uh, these are the kind of things that we're, that we're hearing in sports. You know, even though you're not playing at the same level as men, you know, you're not producing the same product. Uh, I have to get paid the same as a man. Yeah, and WNBA. Yeah, yeah and the women's soccer. That's yeah. a joke. You know, right. oh, well, you know, we're, we're the World Cup, World Cup champions, um, but, you know, that means that we're better than the men because they haven't won a World Cup. That's ridiculous. You can't even compare the two leagues. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you write the the assumption is that uh, this is from your book. The assumption is that male privilege has exhausted its run, and men must be silenced uh, so others can speak. Now, how many people do you think are running around out there under that assumption, living under that assumption, or with that assumption? Oh, I think more and more, especially this younger generation that's been taught this in education and higher education. Uh, where in the um, American Associ- uh, Phys- uh, Psychological Association that influences, you know, um, professors in education and even uh, primary schools about how to educate and inform the children. And their agenda has been very much masculinity needs to be reconstructed because men have been dominant for too long and that what we need is an egalitarian masculinity and egalitarian masculinity are men who recognize that they just should not be holding these positions, that what they really should be doing is giving those positions to the marginalized groups and stepping aside. Yeah. That that's real masculinity. Yeah, and by the way, when you were talking about uh, before about equal outcomes and uh, that there should, you know, quotas, I guess is the quick way to say it, you don't see that applied to coal mining and um, sewer <laughs> workers, I, I've noticed. You know, I, I don't see anybody counting the number of women in the marching into the coal mines in West Virginia every day. No, I talk about that in my book. I say, you know, women are wanting all these um, high-status, high-paying positions. You hear them talk about that a lot. You don't hear about the dirty jobs or the dangerous jobs right, right. that men are dominant in. You know, and I, I say that, you know, women who are saying that, we, that there aren't enough jobs and women in these really high positions, that there aren't enough jobs for women, you know, kind of like these women who are looking for a man and say that there aren't any good men to date because they're looking for millionaires. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. Kind of a, there's, there's a shortage of those out there. Always has been. Yeah. There's a shortage of good good men out there, but the kind of men I'm looking for are wealthy men. Yeah, you know? right. So I don't, I don't want you, it's kind of the same way. You know, it, it, you know, I want all these jobs. I'm not getting all this equality, but it's, it's only in these really, really great seemingly great and high-status jobs that we want representation in. Never mind that men, that 99% of the job deaths and jobs are men. Right. Men die. Women don't die. Right. But we don't hear the feminists clamoring for equal representation there. Not a lot of iron workers out there. Uh, women, you know, walking along those beams and see the buildings go up. Um, sure. Um, and so speaking of that assumption that, that, that male privilege has exhausted its run, um, are boys being taught by women and mostly women in um, in government schools who have already made that assumption and they, 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 they bring that assumption with them to work? Oh, absolutely. Education, you know, education degrees uh, for people that they're required to have to, to teach in public schools. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the assumption is that everything's more female-focused. Uh, women dominate in education. Women dominate in the teaching industries. Uh, and women, you know, moms are at home or dads aren't allowed to be present in divorce. And so moms are there. Everything's very um, female saturated. And so many women have this feminist mindset that uh, masculinity is somehow inherently toxic, that men are inherently privileged, and that everything needs to be done in, in a feminist way. I mean, Christina Hoff Summers, you know, wrote the book War on Boys. 
where she talks extensively about how boys are treated in yeah. education and, uh, you know, and that it, they're feminized instead of allowed to be boys. Right. And the, and the, um, the schools, the, the uh, primary schools, the, the uh, grade schools are mostly um, populated by female teachers and female principals uh, and female guidance counselors, I think. Yes, absolutely. It's very female dominated, and and even in higher uh, higher education, and um, in, in colleges, universities where you have male professors, yeah, they're all pro feminist. I mean, they might as well be women. Yeah. I mean, they're they're so saturated in feminist ideology, right? And they're the pro feminist type that they might as well just be women. And because they, uh, many of them um, are uh, afraid to be otherwise, because they would be. Uh, ostracized, if not booted out somehow, if they uh, dared to uh, not go along with that orthodoxy, right? Right. I mean, they can't speak out against it, but I, I wonder when you get to that level, they probably don't even want to. I think yeah, they're pretty inundated yeah. in, 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 in with the ideology yeah. of feminism. Well, now, here's the thing, and, I've, uh, and this is, this is uh, something I think is a good um, idea or thought to run by you. I've always, this is something that bothers me. Uh, part of the part of the um, the feminist movement, if that's the right way to put it. But what, what's happened? Uh, I don't know what how many what the number of years I can put on it, but it's it's been a relatively new thing, where women uh, will punch a man. They'll they'll get mad. You'll see it sometimes in a political demonstration, and a woman will come up and just take a swing at a man, maybe hit him in the face, uh, and and uh, I I wonder if. The rules have changed on that because growing up as a man, here's how that works. If I make the decision to punch a man in the face, I have to be prepared to put my hands up in front of my face because there's another punch coming back. That's how it works. You don't mm-hmm. you don't assault someone physically unless you think that unless you're prepared to be, you know, to take a punch back. I think in, when it comes to things like that, women are out there getting physical uh, and doing things like that, and then men are then then the rules revert back to the old rules when the man's not allowed to touch a woman. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to respond to that. You're supposed. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Cry, run away, hide. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, they. Uh, it's definitely the equality is not fully embraced by women, and they say they want equality to be equal as a man, as if they're the same. But they really don't want that. I mean, like we talked about with the jobs dirty jobs, um, even how they're treated in the environment, you know, in, in conflict, uh, you know, and also just, um, even like going into the military and saying that they want to serve, they want, they need the, the standard lowered. Right. And, uh, so they can act certain ways, you know, uh, they could, pro- they can hit on men in college. They can do all the flirting and seducting and, and, uh, seducing, excuse me, and, and all of that. But, uh, a man can't do the same. Mm-hmm. without being called a rapist. So, uh, you know, there is no real consistency. And one reason for that, you know, of course, is their own hypocrisy and their own um, unwillingness to embrace true equality. But the other reason is the fact that they really can't because it goes against nature. Nature keeps coming back up and mm-hmm. reminding all of us that we're not equal. And it keeps, we keep hitting against that rock of nature, and even feminists do. And so, I mean, it's because of nature and because of those realities of the real differences between men and women that they're demanding equal outcomes today and that it be that it be forced by the government. And it's because of that that they're demanding that masculinity be reconstructed into a more feminized form because they can't be equal with men. The the experiment for... Um, women to become more like men from the sexual revolution from the early feminist days that for women to be more like men has failed because when they got into the competition with men, when they got into the realm with men, they, they weren't the same. They had different outcomes. They failed in competition. They lost. And so now they're like, they're not looking at it and saying, well, this is because we're women because we're, di- we're different and we make different choices and we're made differently and all of that. Denise, it I, ma- I got to take a okay. break. It's a hard break. We'll be right back and I'll finish that thought, okay? Okay. Stay there. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A senior U.S. official says the United States and the Taliban have reached agreement on a temporary truce that will take effect in the coming days. 
If successfully completed, it will lead to a formal ceasefire, the start of peace negotiations between all Afghan sides next month, and the ultimate withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan. Attorney Michael Avenatti has been convicted of trying to extort sportswear giant Nike. The verdict against Avenatti was returned today by a federal jury in Manhattan. That followed a three-week trial in which prosecutors claimed that Avenatti made threats to use his media access to hurt Nike's reputation and stock prices. That's unless the apparel company agreed to pay him up to $25 million. Stocks closing mixed. The Dow dropped 25 points. The Nasdaq gained 19 and the S&P ahead 6. This is SRN News. Christians in America who love God are under siege. Learn how to navigate the tumultuous terrain of a godless culture with a brand new book from Dr. Robert Jeffress called Courageous, 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. It's his boldest book yet. When your faith is under attack, when you're tempted to just follow the crowd, these 10 strategies will ignite a fresh fire and bright hope for facing life with confidence. Get your copy of Courageous by Dr. Robert Jeffress wherever books or ebooks are sold. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.23%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. A 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is feeling momentum. What do we find about the people who are going to rallies held by President Donald Trump? Between 30 and 40 percent are Democrats. Guys, America is changing. Something incredible, something exciting is happening. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow van. Call Service Master. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. The man, the yellow van. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at EK excavation.com am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer WPGP Pittsburgh. a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or radio.com stuck in traffic we've got the answer our tie-ups continue on the inbound parkway west is a heavy line from 79 to the fort pit tunnel outbound sign also seeing delays banksville road to carnegie parkway east Got some jam ups there. Outbound Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound also tied up Forest Hills to the Tunnel County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound Liberty Bridge. Seeing some delays also inbound on Veterans Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. 
Clear and cold for tonight, low 13. Tomorrow, increasing clouds, high 37. Tomorrow night, cloudy, low 31. Sunday, clouds, high 41. Monday, cloudy, high 43. For Tuesday, cloudy with some showers, high 49. Wednesday, clouds and sunshine with a high 33. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, we uh, figured it's Valentine's Day, and uh, we, we, I think we have the perfect guest for Valentine's Day. It's Denise uh, McAllister. She's written a book called What Men Want to Say to Women But Can't. Um, so if you're riding home right now with a box of candy or something for your wife and there's always something that you wanted to say to her, maybe uh, we'll help you out here. Uh, Denise, if you want to finish the thought before we went to break. Uh, yes. So, I mean, when women, uh, feminists, wanted to be equal with men and the same as men, they found that they the outcomes were different, mm-hmm. right? Because they're different. Right. So Instead of owning that and looking at themselves and saying, well, I make different choices, I have different abilities, I have different strengths, they looked to men and said, you're the problem. You're the sexist, you're the misogynist, you're the patriarchy. This is, you've caused institutionalized sexism that has kept all of us women from achieving the exact same things as you men. Right. So therefore, you, not, you must be brought down, you must be taken out, you must be feminized and guilted into not being so masculine, and we need we need laws to make it so that the outcomes are the same. And, you know, I always wonder if, if the women who think that, um, if they think that they'd even be living here if it hadn't been for those masculine men who were willing to get on a ship and sail, what would it take, like two months to get over here from... Uh, from Europe and land here, um, I, I don't think that happens if, if uh, without some masculine men, and I don't think there are any women on those ships. Man, that's that, that's just such a simple thing to me that you you know it, it it's required for civilization. Absolutely, and again, they will ignore those distinctions when they're really clamoring to get what they want. Right, but when they when they need men to be those strong men. Um, that's when they, you know, want men to be their masculine selves, like to handle difficulties, kill the spiders and handle the dirty jobs. And so that's why we're sending messages to men in our society. We both need you and we, we both say we don't need you. We, we say that, you know, you're great for these things, but then we say that, no, you're, you're a pig and you need to step aside. Yeah. You know, we both love your masculinity, but then it's toxic. Right. Women are that say that same way about you know attraction. We you know we like your attention, but then we don't. So. Yeah, and if Different. the and if the attraction's not there, uh, there's not a whole lot happening, you know, right. for, for anybody. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so you'd have to um, think that you have men figured out uh, to write a book like this. So have you figured us out? Do you th- or is that possible? Men are a whole lot easier to figure out than women. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, because they're simple, they're more straightforward. And I don't mean simple as in simplistic at all. Um, I think men are are quite complex and have a depth to them. And I cover that a lot in my book about just how they approach life and the wonder that they have and the depth of thinking and their hearts. Our poetry, mostly, I think about it in history, is from men and written by men. Uh, They're just glorious creatures. They really are wonderful to behold. And on this Valentine's Day, I'm not so much my book would say what you guys should be saying to women on your way home, (laughs) but my message, message, because it's more about what you can't say, uh, but more about maybe to women to really contemplate how amazing your man is, how wonderful he is, actually show appreciation to mm-hmm. him for the hard work that he does. Even if you do hard work, you know, look at how he does work and understand that he works in a different way than you do. And he's driven by different purposes and different um, internal drives and modific- motiv- um, motivations. Uh, recognize that, you know, and recognize that he loves differently than you, that he has physical needs different from you, and try to meet all those. Meet him as he is instead of trying to transform him into a reflection of yourself. Right, and you write... You know, let, him, let a man be a man and love him for it. Yeah, what a concept. Uh, you, you write that um, modern mem- feminism's manufactured androgyny has created an identity crisis for men. 
Uh, it hasn't created one for me, I don't think, but I'm old. W- what about uh, boys and young men? Well, when I say men, I'm talking in generalities in society. Yeah. I mean, it has created a, a, a uh, identity crisis as far as what we understand as a society, uh, what masculinity should be. And you really do see that, um, maybe not for older men, because they're pretty clear <laughs> and confident in their masculinity. Right. And they're, they're, I think a lot of them are frustrated um, about how masculinity is treated today. But, um, but I think you really do have a lot of confusion um, among the younger generations today because they've been raised on such feminized messaging and trying to they're either told to be more like girls or they're told they're toxic mm-hmm. you know if you want to wrestle and play rough then there's something wrong with you if you point out that you are attracted to a woman and, you, and a girl and you're pointed out to your friends that somehow that's toxic yeah. and these are the kind of things that you know and also just you have to share all your space with girls you have to you men can't associate together they can have men's space and they can't do male things uh, and and they're guilted into so many things and i think that this leaves a lot of men frustrated confused and uh, the whole spectrum in between and you know, some men fall for it yep and annoyed some men get angry <laughs> and annoying some men get angry <laughs> yeah. so i think you know when i talk about the identity there's a lot of feelings and emotions that are, are caught up in that i think in our uh, society today when it comes to men. Okay, I'm going to run another thing by you that bugs me, because I think you're the right person to ask this, and I, I've brought it up here, I think, but uh, uh, it happens all the time. We, we've done many stories here on the stupidity of drag queen story time. I'm sure f- you're familiar with that going on. Public libraries bringing in drag queens to read to little kids. And well, that's stupid enough. But what, what bugs me is that uh, you see things like that all over the place with a f- a feminine men uh, being celebrated and um, and exalted, but why is there no female equivalent to a drag queen being brought in to t- talk to those, read stories to those same kids? In other words, first of all, I don't know what the female equivalent is of a drag queen. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm guessing like a crew cut would would be for starters, but I, I don't know how you would do it. But what is it that m- makes it okay to have men? disguised as women, but you never see women disguised as men and being celebrated for it. Well, you do, actually. I think it's Chaz Bono. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's, um, a, that's, a, that's a rarity. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, another example. There's a guy named Bobby Taylor. He's, a, he's from Pittsburgh, unfortunately, and he shows up at uh, the, all the award shows, and he's wearing these long, flowing gowns, and, and, and people just, they slobber all over him. But there's no, there's no male equivalent of that who shows up anywhere. Where, and, on, on, and I think I watched, uh, it was Good Morning America, had an 11-year-old boy who came out, uh, and he was, a, he was a drag queen at 11 years old. You just don't see girls being celebrated for doing i'm not saying they don't exist they're just not they're just not celebrated and and slobbered over well that's because uh let's face it masculinity is seen as the enemy right masculinity is is the problem and so any kind of twisting and perversion and uh feminizing of masculinity is celebrated it it, it truly that's the, the fundamental of it uh, we like in our those people in our society and, our, and the evil ethos of our society likes to see men uh, disordered. They yeah. like to see men feminized, and they somehow it makes them feel good about about themselves because there's this kind of androgyny, this kind of um, you know feminization that's going on. And, and it's celebrated, and it's being pushed to being celebrated. When I write my book about, you know, this, this demascul- um, uh, deconstructing masculinity, that's the ultimate of it, actually demascul- um, deconstructing until you're feminine. And, and that's not as common as the more everyday de- um, deconstructing, excuse me, of the masculinity, uh, where you just have little boys not being able to be themselves, and right. you know you have to act more like a woman, and you can't express like a man. This is the more normal, but the extreme of it is is definitely this twisting in, into an actual feminized form, and we it, it's ultimately an attack on masculinity itself and denigrating it and weakening it, not only just for society but also just for that individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, we shouldn't be celebrating someone who has not a sense of his own 
sexuality and his own identity as God has designed. And uh, there's not that's that causes harm within himself, and it causes harm to society. Well, it's uh, not loving. It's not loving to celebrate this. No, it's annoying and it's nauseating. But it's not loving. Um, we're talking to Denise McAllister. Her book is "What Men Want to Say to Women But Can't." We have a few minutes left. Uh, I have, uh, this is another sentence I liked, I found, and I wasn't able to read your entire book, but I, I did cram quite a bit today and try to get as much of it uh, out of it as I could. Uh, but I like this sentence, if men want to hang out and watch sports, share their deepest feelings with other guys going, uh, going manly, doing manly things without women invading their space, express sexual attraction to beautiful women or train their boys to wrestle and compete, then they're told they're bad for society. And you've pretty much covered that. It's uh, it, How widespread has this uh, kind of stupidity become? Well, we see it. We see it in film. We see it in movies. We see it in television. We see it in advertisements. Remember the Gillette film? I mean, Gillette ad where there was a lot of uh, all of this being shown and it was being portrayed as being toxic. So you see it, especially in our pop culture, but you also see it in our education system. And we see it in messaging. We see it in policies that are being presented. Uh, we, we see it in, in how we react and respond to people and, and to men when they're not con- you know, conforming to the feminist ideal. So it's pretty pervasive. We have men fighting against it. You have women like me who oppose it. Uh, it so there's a war, kind of tug of war going on in our society, but it's very prevalent and, it, and it's dominant in our pop culture and it's dominant in, in the messaging that we're sending through education. Yeah, and um, I, I wrote a book myself. It's called Just Watch the Game. It's a local sports book. did very well about 10 years ago. And in one, one chapter, I started the chapter off by listing all the sports, baseball, football, uh, you know, everyone you can think of, rugby, bowling, billiards, whatever you could come up with. And I, then I followed that by saying every one of these was um, created by a man. And I said, mm-hmm. I still haven't come across one that's been created, invented, whatever word you want to use for, by a woman. And that, that when you talk in, in this uh, sentence I just read to you about hanging out watching sports and get, uh, without women invading their space, in the chapter that I wrote, I said sports were pretty much invented by men so that they could get away from women. That's, that's what they uh, – I mean, golf was like invented over there where St. Andrews is in Scotland. And it was – these guys were – they were sheep herders and they, they were out – uh, hitting rocks with sticks into little holes. That was how golf started. Do you think that they knew that the women, <laughs> this is what I wrote in my book, I said, they knew the women weren't going to do anything that stupid, would not be interested in doing anything mm-hmm. that stupid, and they were glad they wouldn't because it meant that they got away from them for three or four hours, and that's what golf still is today, but you're not allowed to have that feeling anymore. Like, just leave me alone. I want to go with the guys, you know? And that's where you write about her invading their, no, without women invading their space. Well, there's this, this distrust, an errant distrust now about men's motivations and anything they do. Uh, it used to be just assumed men had their time, men right. had their space, men had their clubs, and there wasn't all this suspicion attached to it and all this entitlement on the woman's part of being a part of it. Uh, but see, now because feminism has created this war against the sex, between the sexes, which, you know, is, is as old as time, but, but escalated in a different way in our modern era through feminism. Uh, it, now men are looked upon with distress, and so they can't have their own spaces. And because that, then, they, then they may be, they're elevating themselves as something different or separate right. and better than or whatever. And, and women need to have their control over it. And, and the, this is very much what you see in the relationship between the sexes now is competition and control instead of cooperation and complementary behaviors among the sexes. Well, and my point was also that, you know, men and women have been on the planet for the same amount of time, and there must be something to the fact that every single sport was invented by a man, and I'm still waiting for a woman to come up with one that men want to play. I, I have about a minute and a half left here. Um, I just want to, and i got to take a break, so I want to ask you this one. Uh, you, you wrote that you consider this book, and I only have one minute, uh, Denise. You say this mm-hmm. book is equal time. What do you mean by that? Well, because we hear all the time about how terrible men are. My book is not about how terrible men are. It's really about praising men and celebrating masculinity. And anyone who might see that is over the top, or why am I not criticizing men enough? Because men 
do have problems, obviously. Um, but the reason why I'm really focusing on this is it's equal time. Someone needs to stand up and say and speak on behalf of masculinity and put women in feminism in its place and tell them that they're wrong and that they need to be celebrating instead of denigrating men. Because we need men and we need men to be free. We need men to be strong. Well, I really appreciate you being on, Denise. I think you made a lot of men happy today. And uh, your book, uh, good luck with it. It's uh, What Men Want to Say to Women But Can't, Denise McAllister. Thanks. Love you on again, I hope. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. And we'll be right back. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Stagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy. I'm Andy Solomon. T-Mobile has launched the country's first and only nationwide 5G network covering more than 5,000 cities and towns all across the country. Here's Senior Vice President of Network Engineering and Development, Mark McDermott. This launch immediately catapults T-Mobile into position as the country's biggest 5G network, covering more than 1 million square miles beyond the big cities to the small towns and that's just the start. And now available are two new 5G Superphones that can access nationwide 5G. The exclusive OnePlus 7T Pro 5G McLaren and the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G. And we'll be able to supercharge the 5G network with more speed and capacity if the pending merger with Sprint closes. This holiday season, get a great deal on a 5G phone at T-Mobile. 
For more information, visit tmobile.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, finishing up uh, the week here with another heartwarming story about, uh, you know, to kind of works in with the, uh, with the uh, Valentine's Day um, theme. Utah Senate uh, Committee has unanimously approved a bill to decriminalize polygamy. I'm pretty sure that means you can have more than one wife. I don't know if it means you can have more than one husband. I don't know how that works. Uh, based on our last uh, conversation, the conversation with our last guest, I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if, 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 it's, if it is the case that you can only have multiple wives, but a, a woman can't have multiple husbands. Somebody ought to do something about that, too. There's a problem with that. But um, the bill's sponsor is uh, a senator, a state senator, Deidre Henderson. She's a Republican. She said laws on the books make victims of abuse or fraud within polygamist families feel scared to come forward for fear that they would uh, be arrested. The people that I've spoken with long to feel part of society. They are tired of being treated like second-class citizens. They feel like Utah has legalized prejudice against them. They want to be honest people but feel like they have to lie to reach their children, to lie about their families in order to stay safe. I don't know. Uh, I've always wondered why it should be anybody's business if you want to have – if the five women want to be one of uh, uh, some somebody's – one of one wives – one of one – one of five wives for a guy um, – as long as they're not bothering anybody else, they might be nice people for all I know. I don't know. And if the guy can get away with it, you know, I mean, it's uh, but uh, making it legal. Why not? I don't think the government should have anything to say about it anyway. But uh, but it makes sense, actually, that uh, there'd be people who being abu- who are being abused in that situation who wouldn't be able to come forward because they'd get arrested for being part of, a, of, of being uh, guilty of polygamy. And uh, they'd never get to the point where they were rescued from the abuse anyway that's it for this week uh we're not working monday uh aaron and i are off uh president's day and uh i'll be back on tuesday but uh thanks for listening another good week aaron byrne doing another excellent job of uh producing we're here every day monday through friday except on president's day uh five to six thanks for listening i'll see you tuesday bye the John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.